Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. In this podcast, I'll help you develop a stronger sense of self, develop firmer boundaries, and also learn how to lean into the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit who can help you navigate life. I have dozens of bonus videos posted that will help you in these areas and also will help you develop stronger coping skills. In each of the program notes, there's a link where you can request a free digital book, Understanding Your Dreams, where you can find my other media, and also where you can find my books on Amazon. Just a reminder before we get into today's episode that this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. Now here's today's episode. And today I'm going to be talking with you about how to use a journal for your personal growth. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer in the upcoming weeks, anything related to coping or spiritual growth or any of those things, I would love to hear your questions or topics you're interested in so that I can match this to what you need. Also, if you're not already following or subscribing to this channel, would you please do so? Whatever your platform asks, um, that would be great if you would do that for me. And a quick reminder, you know about my ebook called Understanding Your Dreams. It's free and it talks about the three sources of dreams, the seven keys to unlock the meaning of your dreams, and eight principles to help you determine whether or not a dream is from God. And I will probably talk a tiny bit about that today. Let's get into our topic of how to use a journal to assist your personal growth. So first, let's talk about the types of journals, and then I'm going to give you some suggestions of how to use a journal when you know what you want to work on. So there are are a lot of different types of journals. And one you might know about is a gratitude journal. These are great if you are uh, trying to build a more positive attitude. It can be helpful also if you have tendencies towards negativity or depression. So gratitude journal, that's one type of a journal and those are very useful. Many people use a prayer journal And they use that to write down things that they're learning in their devotional time, their quiet time. Sometimes they write a response to what they're reading in their devotional time as a prayer. And sometimes they use it to record answers to prayer. So those are also very valuable types of journals. You've heard me talk in a previous episode about using a dream journal, and we can use that to keep track of our dreams, understanding the nuances of understanding what we're working on, maybe where we've made some progress. And I have a whole episode on that. So uh, I'll put a link to that in the program notes if you want to hear more detail and personal examples of how to use dreams. So some people do make the assumption that either the things that they're sensing in their prayer time or the things that come to them even in a dream, 
They assume that it's from God. Now, sometimes it may be, uh, but I find that a lot of people attribute to God their own harsh self-criticism, their own overly active, harsh conscience. And so don't automatically assume that the things you sense in your dreams or as you're reading the Bible, we can't automatically assume that those are from God. I'll point you back to the ebook or to the episode on dreams to understand more about that. Again, I'll, I'll give you links. Now, another type of journal you can use when you're setting a goal. I have a whole video on this, so I'm just going to mention it. Since it's the new year, many people are setting goals, goals for exercise, goals for their personal growth, for business, uh, all kinds of things. So I talk about in the video on psychological strategies for change, I'll put a link, have an objective, like maybe the objective is to be more positive. And then you want to write down the activity. So maybe the A activity would be, I'm going to write some three things to be thankful for every day. T is timetable. When are you going to do it? So if you do it every day, that's your timetable. If you do something once a week, that's your timetable. And then the S is a systematic checker. So you can use an app for your checkup. You can use uh, an accountability partner. You can make notes on your calendar. But these are organized sy systematic ways to set a goal and then achieve it. And many people use a journal to track that. So that's another type of a journal. Now, then what I'm going to spend the most of today talking about is more of what I encourage people to use when they're trying to change an attitude, change their way of thinking, address some kind of unwanted emotion. So, and I write about this in my latest book called Anxiety, Depression, and Helplessness, Keys to Break Free. So, one of the things that it's important for us to understand is it's good to have goals. It's good to have like action steps we can take. But if you keep getting stuck, you keep running out of gas, then maybe there's a mindset. Maybe there's an attitude. Maybe there's some kind of emotion that is getting in the way of you following through on what you're stated goals are. This happens all the time. It's a reason that people come into treatment sometimes. It's like, this is what I want to do. I have this plan and then I just can't follow through. So I'm going to talk about one type of mindset related to guilt and self-blame. It's a common one and some ways to address that. So uh, first of all, let me say that if you're going to use this type of a journal where you're working on an attitude or a mindset, here's a suggestion of how to do that. I encourage people to rate themselves in four different categories, one to 10. I always use 10 as the worst and one is the lowest, the best. I use that from a pain scale. Maybe you've been, had to rate your pain for your doctor for, after an injury. So I have people rate their level of sadness or depression on any given day. One to 10, 10 is horrible, one is good. 
their stress or anxiety level one to 10. One is good, 10 is horrible. Their level of irritability or frustration, whether it shows or not. Again, one is the lowest, 10 is the worst. And then their level of guilt. One is low, 10 is high. So I encourage people to rate themselves on that each day that they journal. Maybe you love to journal and you're going to journal every day, or maybe you just want to journal on the days you're having a hard time, but you probably want to do it a couple times a week for it to be effective. And then you want to pay attention to what's what are you thinking that day, as well as is, is there anything that happened that you're reacting to? So I'm going to read a section from the book. This is page 26 on mindsets, changing like attitudes. Generally speaking, we learn attitudes through many repeated experiences. The attitudes that we learn early in life or as a result of intense stress are more ingrained and more difficult to shift. But human beings are capable of growth and change with some assistance. So we need to become aware of what we're telling ourselves. And then as we become aware of the specific attitudes or thoughts, then we can begin to address them. So your internal dialogue, the way you talk to yourself throughout your day, will slip into some of these attitudes. And as you journal, you can begin to recognize and then replace the attitudes. So I mentioned one of the most common ones is related to guilt. So here's one of the uh, mindsets, attitudes. And this is very common with women, although there are men who struggle with this too. This is all my fault. This attitude becomes a problem for many reasons. Not only does it interfere with healthy coping, because then you're going to get stuck. You may do things you don't need to do. You may punish yourself. We don't want those things, do we? And it creates chronic guilt when we, when we blame ourselves, when we take re full responsibility for everything that goes wrong. Life is rarely so simple that we can take full responsibility for the things that go wrong. So you want to write down in your journal what, why you're struggling with the guilt, something that happened, something that somebody said, something maybe that you did wrong. So let's start with assuming maybe you did do something wrong and now you feel very guilty about it, even though I'm going to assume since you're a nice person that you already apologized, but you're still carrying the guilt. So if you really did do something wrong and you've apologized, Here's some things you can say to yourself. And I encourage people to write these down. There's a lot of reasons to write them down. But if you write them down, you're beginning to take some kind of action rather than unwanted emotions or negative thoughts just spinning around in your head like the dryer. When you start to write things down, it makes it more concrete. It, for whatever reason, makes it easier to change and Oftentimes we can begin to examine, wow, I don't think I even really believe that. But sometimes it takes writing it down to do that. So here's some samples. If you really did do something wrong, and let's say you've apologized, 
These are some things you could write down as the counters to the negative thought like, well, this is my fault or wow, I'm a horrible person. I can learn from the mistakes that I make. Everyone deserves a second chance. If I learn from this mistake, I'm less likely to repeat it. Now, let's assume that you're feeling guilty, but you didn't do anything wrong. Maybe somebody's mad at you. Maybe there was a little bit of uh, you drew a boundary and the other person doesn't like it. We've talked a lot about you. So you can write down, okay, so-and-so seems irritated with me because I said I couldn't help them. And I'm going to assume that you said it in a very kind way, but that you didn't give in. And your habit has been to give in. So as we've talked about in the uh, episodes on boundaries, when people don't give in and their old habit has been to give in, they may feel guilty for a while until they change those mental attitudes, the mindsets. This is why being aware of your attitudes, your self-talk is so important. Because many times the way we talk to ourselves will take us backwards, even when we're trying to make behavioral change. Here are some things you could counter. And if you think about it, the counters are things we might say to a friend or a child to be supportive. And if we learn to do it for ourselves, we're going to make more progress. So here's some things you could write in your journal in response to those negative thoughts. Well, you know, this is my fault. I hurt their feelings. I'm being selfish. You know, the kinds of things that often go through people's heads. I don't need to make everyone happy. People got mad at Jesus and he never did one thing wrong. I don't want to take responsibility for somebody else's issue. If I'm rejected over this, then they don't really care about me. And I shouldn't have to be a slave to be loved by another person. So those are all like coping, coaching statements you could say to help you deal with maybe uh, an interaction that you feel guilty, even though you didn't do anything wrong. I'm just going to make a couple of other comments. So um, many of my clients, they are people of faith. And what they do when they start to journal is they end up writing a prayer, which is fine, but I'm not talking about a prayer journal, or they just write a bunch of scripture, which is fine, except I find that the scripture people pick, sometimes it's just provoking more guilt. <laughs> and so that sort of defeats the purpose. So it's fine to write a scripture if it motivates you, if it makes you feel better, if it makes you feel free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, it says in 2 Corinthians. So if, if what you're saying to yourself and the scripture you're quoting is making you feel more guilty and more condemned and more like, wow, I really did something bad, that's probably not the best way to do it. So... What I encourage people to do is if you want to use a scripture, that's great. But I find that for many people, they have to address the specific distortion in their personal thinking. And this is why these journal exercises where you write your negative thought, like I'm being so selfish, I hurt her feelings, whatever. 
you write the specific negative thought that you're reacting to, and then you write the specific, like realistic, supportive, logical coaching statement for yourself. Jesus said that it's the truth that sets us free. So sometimes Bible truth, maybe that's all you need. But if you're stuck, then you probably want to address the specific error in your thinking that comes more from the the psychological realm, the personality realm, that maybe you need to inject a couple of those logical changes in how you talk to yourself, as I've suggested today. And there's many examples in my latest book on anxiety, depression, and helplessness. So I hope you'll grab a copy for yourself now that the holidays are over. So as I mentioned, I'm going to put links. I have a video on how to set goals, psychological strategies for change. It also talks about how to change your thinking, the episode on dreams. And I also have a short video called, Should I Apologize? Because if you are constantly saying you're sorry and apologizing, then there's a good chance that you have an unhealthy level of guilt that is causing you to kind of repeat things that you don't need to repeat. And also you're easily manipulated if you are super guilt prone. So that's a short video if you have questions about that and want to know a little bit more about that. So let me pray for us. Lord, I thank you that you desire for us to be whole spirit, soul, and body, that you want us to live out of a place of freedom and joy, not out of a place of obligation, shame, and guilt. So I pray that you would bless this listener to know more about the truth of who you are and how you see them as good, as competent, as worthy of love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening. And if this helped you, share it with a friend and send me your questions. Talk to you next time.